When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up... And roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers. Today's guest on Hand Present is cultivation expert, seed guru, and self professed weed nerd, Subcool of Subcool Seeds, who's already in the pipeline. The Scottish novelist Robert Louis Stevenson said, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds that you plant. And those wise, wise words could apply to my guest today because in order to plant a seed, you have to have a seed. Back in the days when it was not safe to use your birth name in the cannabis industry, my guest adopted the handle of Subcool, a moniker that evolved when he was working with his father who operated a heating and cooling business. Subcool began cultivating cannabis when he was a young man. As he says on his website, out of a fascination of this mysterious plant my parents were so scared of, that made me feel smarter and calmer. Like a lot of folks from the black market only generation, Subcool was busted and jailed for cultivation in the 1970s. Undeterred, he continued growing ganja until his second bust for cultivation ended up getting him a forced vacation inside of a United States prison. That experience increased his anger at the injustices of prohibition, and Subcool then dedicated his life to educating the public and working to see the proliferation of cannabis and its cultivation which, of course, even in prison couldn't prevent him from mastering. Since 1990, Subcool has either created or collaborated on just shy of 100 strains of cannabis with names like Chernobyl, Strawberry Daiquiri, 
and Ripped Buddha. He is the author of Dank and Dank 2.0, and I have Mr. Ripped Buddha himself with me in the Virtual Hemp Present studio to talk to us today. Welcome, Subcool, to Cannabis Radio. How are you doing today, Vivian? Excellent, excellent introduction. I don't think I've had one better. Your excitement <laughs> is contagious, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, my bro. Talking about my germination, my germination. <laughs> I want to thank you. You for know, we have, on a the show. we have a say. You're very so welcome. Very excited. You got a say. We have a saying that uh, it that all starts with a C, and uh, you know, a lot of people in my industry say that, but for me, it has an even stronger bearing. You mentioned that I have been in prison for this plant, and each time, I simply took ten seeds and put them in the ground or or or, or some type of soil, and started growing again, including just recently when my house burned down and I lost everything I owned. I put seeds in the ground, and now it's, it's feeding me, it's medicating me, it's keeping me in, keeping me sane, and I don't know where I would be without the cannabis plant. So I've devoted my life to it and can plan to continue to do so. Well, let's talk about your, your incarceration. Uh, you were jailed and imprisoned for growing cannabis, and that cemented a resolve within you. Uh, to fight back, kind of with a, a Johnny Appleseed type approach that you just uh, characterized at overgrowing the government. How transformational were your periods of incarceration? What things did you learn about prohibition and yourself in those years? Well, the first thing I learned is that prisons in America are for the poor and the uneducated and the unlucky. Um, uh, I met some of the most amazing people in American jails who were simply there because they weren't the smartest people or they made a poor decision or the cop they came across in America was smarter than they were. But they weren't necessarily all bad people. Now, remember, I wasn't doing hard times, thank God, because I was in for cannabis crime. But, I mean, I was in with murderers and, and stuff like that and a lot of predators. And in between, you see a lot of unlucky drug criminals over and over. You know, what were you doing? Well, I was buying some weed, man. I was selling some weed. And why are you in here? Because I screwed up. And just over and over. And I realized that our prison system was based on the backs of this, this drug war and the stupidity that goes around where currently you can buy cannabis in one part of the country in a store, drive to another part of our country, say Mississippi, and go to prison. How did we allow this to happen? So while I was in the U.S. prison system, I got angry at my country, and I felt alienated from my country. And I have lived underground in my own mind and heart ever since. And I've been in and out three times, and every time my resolve got stronger, and I now have California distribution of seeds legally through the system. So they sought to put me under the jail, and as it turns out, we're going to supply cannabis to everyone in the United States eventually, legally. And you do that knowing that, that there's brothers and sisters going to prison right now in a different state for the same thing. Isn't that crazy? It's, it, it drives me crazy. It's, uh, and every state's just a little different. You know, I was just in California in a little small town where you can't get arrested for smoking cannabis. The worst that would happen was someone would ask you to stop. That would be the worst. And I live in Arizona where you can have a medical card, but if you make a mistake, you can get a DUI, and you can go to jail for 10 days. And if you get three positive blood tests in Arizona, you can go to jail for manslaughter. How is this possible in America today? But I see the tide shifting, Vivian, and I see so many people involved in the cannabis industry in so many other countries, uh, Brazil, uh, Spain, 
Hell, South Africa just legalized recreational growing for everyone in the country. So the tide is turned, and I believe we did this by teaching people to grow and putting seeds in their hands. You've been involved in the creation of as many as 97 strains of cannabis. How do you create a cannabis strain? Well, I make jokes about this, Vivian, and it is as easy physically as putting a male plant with a female plant. But there are some timetables that you have to understand, but this is the way I've always described. One of the very first strains I made that gained popularity was Quirkle. The reason I made it is because when I moved to California, I saw this purple Urkel, and it's delicious, but you couldn't grow it because it was a cutting. And, and even if you got a cutting, it might have bugs and such. And if I was to take this purple plant and make a new strain with it that would produce similar results and or better from a seed, then I would actually be doing something. So I took the corkle cut and took it and just simply took a male plant and a female plant and I let them make seeds. And those seeds, we take another male and we grow it out and find the best male and we back cross it. So it's kind of like not being rude, kind of like your, your, your son messing with your mama. But in breeding, what it does is it stabilizes the plant. It makes more purple traits. It ensures that more of the female plants look just like that mother plant. So my goal was to simply take the most famous strains that we've smoked in our lifetime, the skunks, uh, the cookies, the afghanis, the purples, and put them in a seed form that, so a grower somewhere, anywhere, that put them in some soil and grow him some killer dank medicine that was safe for him to smoke and that he grew with his own pride and passion, not adulterated with chemicals or overcharged by some dispenser. So other than it's not just the color, right? That What what else would be different between varying, varying strains of cannabis? Why create different strains? I use color because you can see it, but there's other reasons like pain. So cheese is really well known for pain. The strain Exodus cheese is known to, to be really good for leg cramps, thigh pain, butt pain, just those overall spasms that you get sometimes from long-term illnesses. I have a long-term illness with poor circulation, and it really helps. And so what we did was you can't get Exodus cheese anywhere in America, especially when we started making it. So we crossed it with things in America that did other things. So one of the first things we did was we crossed cheese quake. Now, corkle, I mentioned, has purple. Well, purple is mercium, and mercium is a cannabinoid that relaxes you and helps control sleep. So think of purple like I think of it as, a, as almost an effect. It's an effect of calming yourself, euphoria. So we take that and we combine it with the effects of cheese, which are painkillers. Now we have a sedative painkiller. And on and on. You, you can take something that relieves pain, and you can cross it with a strain that has known to be a sativa, that has a uh, exhilarating effect, and now you have a painkiller for daytime use where you don't sleep. Any type of cannabis effect and flavor can be mimicked. You want to make strawberry orange or watermelon cherry, you can do that. But at the same time, we have to look at the medicinal effects. We would never release a strain that didn't do something for someone, even if it's just make songs on them. You know, I, I was thinking that if you sold somebody some weed and they said, hey, this weed's got mold on it, you go, yeah, man, it's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
So uh, what kind of regulations or, or limitations exist for you in terms of marketing seeds? I assume uh, – so, so you do seeds. You don't do clones, right? I will do clones very soon. Our company in California can do everything, seeds, weed. I also have a bowling alley in Arizona where we have a license to grow unlimited cannabis forever and supply to the state of, Cal- uh, state of Arizona through the dispensary system here. So my company's growing fast. But the seed industry is the backbone of what I do. And right now I have 30 strains in testing, um, things like uh, vanilla tart, which is a cookies and cream uh, strain that we really like the flavor, and it makes you go to sleep. I have problems sleeping, so we're trying to create something now to help me go to sleep. But as far as marketing, everything's changing. Federally, it's all against the law, which is a big problem I'm glad you asked me about. We're trying to trademark our stuff. Because when someone buys, say, my Jack the Ripper or my Pennywise, which is a famous CBD strain known to help seizures, we want to make sure that the patient actually gets that. We want to make sure that some riffraff hasn't just switched jars behind the counter so we can sell. Very common in our industry. So we want to document it with Phylos Bioscience, which is a company that uh, uses genetic mapping. But we also want to start trademarking and patenting our names, like Jack the Ripper and Coracle and Vortex and Pennywise. But we can't because it's federally illegal to do so. So we're doing workarounds like we trademark the name on some clothing and for entertainment purposes. But I won't stop till I own my strength because the world is a big place. And you can bet they already sell Jack the Ripper in Canada, and it ain't by me, and I'm not getting any royalties on it. And that sounds like a greedy ass, but I went to jail five times for my company. I don't appreciate somebody putting their name on my product. You wouldn't, Oreo wouldn't let somebody sell Oreos in another country that wasn't Oreo. And so the fact that the federal government doesn't allow us to operate as other businesses is causing protection problems. Nobody knows who owns what in this country, including other breeders can't sign contracts with each other. Me and you can't sign a contract right now to grow a strain together because it's illegal to sign a contract to go into this business federally. But it's changing fast. And it's changing so fast that I think by 2020 it'll be solved a lot when it comes to commerce and cannabis. Not the feds. Who, who was your first uh, seed cultivation guru of your own? Jack Hare. Um, uh, not so much that he was a seed guru, was that you know I read his book and uh, I, I love the passion that he talked about just taking a seed and putting it into the ground. And the very first seed I ever grew was by Sargamantha um, in Amsterdam, and it was called um, Yumbolt. I went to Amsterdam and smuggled it back. Um, Let's just say I smuggled it back because that's how you got seed in the old days, which also led to another reason why I wanted to be a seed guy because I was like, Jesus, I have to go to Amsterdam to buy seeds that really don't do what I want them to do always? Why can't we do it? We do things really good. So me and my friends got together and all started making strains. And we kind of developed the seed industry here, Vivian. Uh, I was one of the first people to stand in the cow palace in San Francisco and sell seeds in front of police officers. And we paid $12,000 for display booths. And the guy, Bob, that ran the place was kind of hemming and hawing whether we could sell seeds or not. And I, I had spent $15,000 on hotel rooms and radio shows and everything else. And we started selling and uh, we changed the world that weekend because the next show, Cali Connection, was selling seeds. The next show, DNA, was selling seeds. The next show, people were selling buds, dabs, and now girls walking around naked with joints handing them out. So, you know, the world transforms at these expos. But in the old days, people came to buy seeds because it's the only place you could buy them. 
I'm still stuck on the girls walking around naked selling seeds. I knew um, you would. <laughs> I want you to know that that last last week, I interviewed Jackie Worley in Amsterdam, a cannabis activist and patient, and things are changing over there really, really fast, man. It's not the same. My uh, my guest is Subcool. We're going to take a first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. Hear word from our sponsors, advertisers, and come right back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock. We can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you like yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong hemperer of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Subcool. So, Subku, you work with companies like Pheno Seed Bank and Phylos Bioscience to ensure that you have the very best product. Uh, what kind of things do they look for? Well, Phylos Bioscience is a company that has built a galaxy of genetics. So they're trying to get all the breeders to send their genetics in so we can tell what it is. Every one of us sends our breeding stock and we can see what is connected to each other. Surprisingly, if you send in some land race, this little dot in the galaxy would be over there all by itself. But slowly we're connecting the dots. The other thing we can do is take a string. Let's just take one that everybody knows of mine, Jack the Ripper. And when we go to a bank and they grow out a thousand of these seeds, and then they pick the very best mother plant and it's high in THCV, which is uh, reacts on the CB2 receptor system, helps with seizures, uh, even helps with appetite. THCV is rare and it's something we look for as uh, medicinal producers of cannabis. So if we grow out a number of plants and we find that specific mother plant that has the THCV in it that is a healing plant, we want to make sure that everybody knows that's what it is. So we're going to send this into Phylos Bioscience and they're going to document it and they're going to put a stamp on it. And they're going to say, this is this Jack the Ripper, not just 
good God, if you go in a store nowadays, Vivian, you can buy a strain called skunk, and it could be a thousand different things in a thousand different shops. But if this is anti-seizure medication, we definitely need it to be the real thing. So when you go in within the next year to buy my flowers in the shop, it's going to have a certification on it from Phyllosinus that says this is what it is. And then it's going to say the cannabinoids, the terps. It's going to have the THC, CBD, and THC profile so that someone knows what it is. Um, uh, Pheno Seed Bank has just been a source of education because they breed hemp. And Jason is one of my good friends, and through him I have learned so much about CBD and CBD production. And I am excited to tell you that probably in the next year, I will be working my cannabis CBD strains, that's the 28 to 1 and the 25 to 2s, in with some 45 to 0. If you understand the vernacular, that's 45 CBD and almost no THC. What we want to do is bring together the no-THC varieties that have this enormous amount of CBD and my um, THC varieties that are known for having more turpins, more flavors, cross them together and make a super CBD strain, then use a company like Pheno to Pheno hunt in thousands and find a strain that is that perfect ratio we're looking for. As cannabis becomes legal, we won't be stuck to the 0.003 percentages that we have now. And I can tell you as a cannabis patient, something along the range of 30 CBD to 2 THC is amazing if you have pain. I have a fatal illness. I deal with a lot of pain. And THC doesn't cut it alone, and CBD doesn't cut it alone. But when you mix it properly, it's perfect. So we have to certify that this is what it is because we're talking about medicine, not talking about smoking a joint behind high school. Us, us old school folks, of course, everybody had either their shoebox lid or their album cover that you would have to clean, pull the lumber out of your weed and then, and then clean all your seeds. And then, you know, I had jars back in you know, 1972, three, four. I had jars. Of, I didn't know what to do with all the seeds I had. I had too many seeds. We used to throw them out the window. Right, uh, things have really changed since those days. Uh, are there proprietary tricks of the trade in strain development, or is the process pretty standardized? What what separates a novice from an expert in the creation of unique strains of cannabis? That's a great question, Vivian. And I, I think the easiest way I can say is testing. Uh, the rush to profits in this industry is appalling. Uh, some of the strains we have worked on in our lifetime has taken upwards of five years to perfect crossing, in crossing, working them back together, and sometimes discarding things that we didn't like. And I spent six years one time trying to make a blueberry cross, and in the end, I decided the mail wasn't what I want. And that's not a knock. It just wasn't what I wanted. Nowadays, people just buy a pack of seeds from me, and they buy a pack of seeds from somebody else, and they make them in their mom's basement, and they put them on the market for sale. And this, this isn't easy. That doesn't mean that they can't do it well, but unless they're having people test it, every single strain that we grow we test 1,000 seeds among patients and commercial growers, meaning we put the strains in greenhouses, gorilla tents, outdoors, indoors, and then we collect the data. And over 1,000 seeds, we can see what the line does. Is it good for pain? Does it taste good? If it sucks, people will tell you it sucks. I grew this out, sub, and I didn't see what I liked. And if you do this, then you're going to have a better line. 50 companies sprung into to light this year using my seeds 
that's not enough time to perfect the art. So make sure you're going with somebody that has a history. Make sure you're going with somebody that's certified. And then the last thing I want to talk about is two things that um, are in the industry, which are feminine seeds and autoflowers. Now, I am famous for not making feminine seeds, but in the European market, it's 80% of the business. So we are working with people over there what to does take that mean? our seeds in the feminine. For folks that don't know what that a means. Feminized seed, a feminized seed is you take a seed and you stress it out. Oh, excuse me. You take a female plant and you stress it out, and then you take that pollen and you put it on another plant. And it theoretically would make all female seeds. And I'm going to dumb this down. There's a lot more to it. But if you don't do it right, you get a bunch of boy Georges. You get a bunch of half male, half female, which is not good. Hermaphrodites. You get a bunch of plants that will seed themselves. Hermaphrodites. Really bad for growers because seeds will, kill you, will destroy your profits. But it can be done right, and I'm a person who has spoke against this forever. But in Europe, we're going to have to do this and change with the industry. So that's one trick. In America, I believe in regular seeds because Americans like the pheno hunt. They like to grow a pack of seeds and like to pick the best one. It's like they pick the, pick the best tomato and the best watermelon. It's kind of a farmer thing. But in Europe, they want to grow fields of the same thing. So the industry shifting quickly between an American market, a European market, and even differently, a third world market, where in Brazil, they're going to produce weed for probably around five cents a gram, because they're going to grow it in the jungle with third world labor, with sunshine, without any regulations, and they're going to send it into our country, and it's going to be sold in Walmart. I think in five years, to be able to find craft cannabis is going to be hard. That's why I teach people how to grow their own. Grow your own cannabis. Make your own medicine. Do not depend on Big Pharma. Do not depend on these shops that are going to charge you $75 for a damn eighth of weed. It's in some glass jar, and who knows what they put on it. Um, if you want to smoke good American cannabis, then you need to grow it. And that's why I'm, again, this sounds like a commercial, but it's not. That's why I make seeds. You can take a pack of seeds and put them in your backyard in California and grow yourself some dank. Make yourself some cream to rub on your elbow. Make yourself some chew, chew treats for your dog. All for very little income. And that's what I think the age of cannabis is coming. The people that shop at Walmart, that, that drivel crap that people buy in the boxes, and those people will be buying that kind of weed. But I hope that's never me. And if I just insulted someone, I apologize. I'm, I'm saying I don't want our our beautiful plant to become Budweiser. Oh man, and that's it's happening. I mean, you know, when I read they're putting CBD in Coca-Cola, I'm just like, oh man, are you serious? You know, <laughs> that's not going to make it healthy for you. Um, Sub, in, in, we have about two minutes for the break. In addition to your website, subcool.com, you've also got a YouTube show that features – you have featured other notable cannabis cultivators such as Ed Rosenthal, Kyle Cushman, uh, Jorge Cervantes, all friends, of course, and Jorge's been on this show. What can people expect to see on your show, and how can they find it? Um, you can go simply go to the YouTube and type subcool420, or you can type the weed nerd, and they'll all pop up. There's 800 shows on YouTube. They teach you how to do everything from start seeds, mix up dirt, grow. I'll also go take you all over the world. We've been to Amsterdam. Um, there's a crazy show where I go see Danny Boy, my friend in Amsterdam, see the place he died at Gypsy's house, a haunting show. There's the My House Burns Down. We watch it live on YouTube. Um, help. You see both my marriage and my divorce develop on YouTube, believe it or not. I've basically aired my life, but now – 
We use it as a platform to teach. Um, I just got back from California where we signed our seed selling deal. We recorded all that. Um, I like to travel in the cannabis industry, going to trade shows and stuff. I film them all. And the nicest thing about it is generally as long as I don't bug somebody to death, I can ask anybody to come on the show. My next target is Soma. I'm over in Amsterdam. He's got a mm-hmm. heavy I accent, so. but we're old friends. You know Soma? And if I oh, ask yeah. him, he's going to say yes. So it's, it's just a matter of getting some time together to, and getting someone with a microphone and a camera. Believe it or not, a lot of old stoners don't understand technology. Ed Rosenthal had a ringing you wouldn't believe on my show because I was like, Ed, please buy a microphone. But we just want to present the cannabis community if you have something, and not a product, this isn't a product thing. If you have a mission statement or you do something interesting and you want to come on my show, give me a holler at subcoolseeds at uh, gmail.com. I'd love to have you on the show if you're developing something to help kids. Uh, I help vets. Any vet in the world can email me and ask me for help, and I'll help them. No questions asked ever. Um, if you're a vet that has a unique story that may bring some attention to a plight, maybe CVV's helping you, maybe the government's fucking you in the ass because you can't get uh, medicine or something like that, um, then I am here to try to help you if I can. So it's important to me that we continue, while we make money, Vivian, to be the people that me and you met when we were at HempFest that first time. The giving spirit that Jack taught me is what I want to make sure we continue to have, even though we're going to be corporate cannabis people. We want to help people. We don't and want to spe- leave kids and people on the sideline. And speaking of the giving spirit, uh, we're going to roach it for a minute to give our sponsors and advertisers another minute, and we'll be right back with our last questions for Subco. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical or recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit $8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including health care, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, 
October 4th to the 6th. For more information, We're go to, to USCCExpo.com. USCCExpo.com. Vivian McBeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with our final questions for Sub Cool. Uh, you know, I'm going to be in your uh, neck of the woods uh, this week uh, at uh, in Phoenix at the Hemp and Wellness Pavilion Cannabis Conference and Expo uh, at the Phoenix Convention Center, man. Uh, so I'm I will be, be there to see you then. Excellent, excellent. Sub Cool, you know, of course, uh, people are hearing this in states that are going to decriminalize down the road. And, of course, there's a lot of people still in black market areas. The black market grower is not dead yet. Uh, probably becoming a rare breed. Uh, what tips or advice would you have for those folks in places like that that might be thinking about getting into the seed and strain biz someday? And how can people contact you and follow your good works? First thing I want to say is uh, controversial. If you are in a state that is going to put you in jail and your right life is at risk because you smoke cannabis, move. I wish I had done so years earlier and I would have saved myself 900 days in an American prison. Um, having said that, Make sure you follow your laws. I notice a lot of people don't. In Arizona, you can get a medical card for $200, and half the people I ask don't have one. Really? You're given the right to, to have cannabis, and you don't choose to? So make sure that if you can, um, follow the laws in your medical states. If you live in a state that's not like that, push forward. Go vote. I can't believe we have to talk about this still, but you can still vote in this country and change stuff. We've done it in other countries. As far as seed and cannabis business, it's becoming a tough game. You know, a trimmer used to be an elite job. Now it's kind of a slave of the industry. So I would suggest that like any industry, if you want to get in it, you read and you study. Um, you can go to any of my websites, subcool.com, where you can learn to grow for free, pay your taxes for free, make videos, advertise. Everything I've ever done there is for free. But you can't be a chump in this business anymore. you got to be good. I look for people to hire every day, and I'm not looking for my buddy across the table that's getting high anymore. I'm looking for a guy that's put his work in, his time in, and his learning the industry. So if you want to be in this industry, work hard, study, read, read, read. It's a thing that people don't do anymore. Get off Instagram and go read a book. Go read Jack's book, and you'll learn something. Get off Instagram and smoke a gram. Sub <laughs> <laughs> cool, my brother. You are. Uh, we're just sick kindred spirits. I always enjoy talking to you. We've had some great conversations, and now we can add this one to the mix. Uh, I look forward to seeing you really soon, man. Thank you so much, my friend. It was a pleasure, and I will see you uh, next weekend in Phoenix. All right, man. It's it's a deal. Take care, bro. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempresent on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. While tech is famed for opulent facilities and lavish spending, the pot business is lean and spartan. A good grow-off will have everything you need to grow a huge amount of great weed and nothing else. We pride ourselves on efficiency, and we measure success in inches, seconds, and cents. A successful pot operation devotes maximum resources to the plants while creating as little extra cost as possible, and that is Northern California cannabis grower Bo McKee. That includes that concludes this installment of Hemp Percent on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it, when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to rain, remain silent. I'm going to get these words out sooner or later. Activism requires a voice to find yours to speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. 
The Him Present theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, Maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.